Welcome to the I Can't Deal With This podcast. We have your usual brothers in arms. We have Yo. Connor, we have Avery. Yo. How are we doing, boys? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Yo. 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 You should do one like the uh, WWE, like, let's get ready for the, you know, the podcast and all that, and you let it that Let's get ready to rumble. And in this corner, we have standing at five foot Ten. nine, ten inches, probably about 215 on a good day. And then in the other corner, in the blue corner, we have six. six You're you are not six feet. Cap. I am like Cap. Cap. I'm six, six feet. Cap. I'm about as tall as you. Cap. 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 Hold on. You, here, we're standing here, here. up. Right, you, stand need up. To, you need to officiate it. I'm officiating. So understand. If you're six, you're six foot. Hold on. I'll even take my slide. Go butt to butt, cheek to cheek. I'm not doing the butt to butt, cheek to cheek right now. He's like an inch and a half taller than you. Doctor tells me I okay. am five eleven and a half too. So oh, then you and me are the same height. I'm not five nine. I'm five ten. <laughs> uh. All right. So icebreaker for today. If you could see, so we are both. All of us are pretty young on the podcast in comparison to most talking figureheads in the sports world. If you could see one person play in their prime, who would it be? It from any sport, any time period. Who would it be? It's not a team because I know that Avery would probably go with the 1970s Steelers or something like that. But one athlete that you can magically transport from their time period into de- t- today's society, who would it be? Bruce, Bo- Bruce Jenner. Bruce Jenner. Okay. Bro. He was on those Wheaties boxes, bro. I had to see it for myself and see if he was really just Do you think if he was in there. today's society, he, he would be right? as well-known or as famous? Because, like, when he when he was such, like, a big name, like, you really didn't have that big of names. Like, you had, like, Muhammad Ali, and in the early 70s, like, you had a couple other people, but you didn't have, like, Michael Jordan hadn't taken over the world yet. LeBron James hadn't taken over oh. the world yet. So, I don't know whether, especially for a track star, I don't know if he would have ever been as... I don't know if he would have been as popular as Usain Bolt or Michael Phelps was. Yeah, being like a sport like that, you're never going to be as big as any of the athletes like LeBron and them. But I think he would have had his own little niche where he's popular in. People still love the Olympics. Like yeah. Michael Phelps is still like one of the most well-known athletes of all time. He didn't play any major ones, but he's one of the greatest. Serena Williams, tennis. Um, you have uh, Gabby, who was like the... Gab- uh, Gabby Douglas? Who's the one who does the uh, like um, gymnastics? Isn't that Gabby Douglas? But you're you might be talking about Simone Biles. Simone, Simone Biles, Biles is like the goat. You have Gabby Douglas. You have these athletes, and I think that it depends on who you talk to. Like I knew a group of people um, through someone else who were like loved the Olympics, like the Winter Olympics. They did ice skating. They did all these things, and they knew who people were, who was really good and who wasn't. But like for us, who watches more like. TV, I was to call it more TV-friendly sports where it's like football's on every Sunday, baseball's on nearly every day. We have different names. But then, like, for example, someone who just focused solely on, like, college basketball, you would have completely different names. You have the Fab Five um, or the Fab Four, whatever, from the from – Fab Five. Fab Five. That's a good like, one. I would actually like to see them. Fab, so you're going Fab Five? Now, if I had to choose someone to bring to the prime now, it would be Bo Jackson. Yeah. Eliminate, oh, the, yeah. In, eliminate the injury – 
in. I think he'd be like the Derek, like him and Derek Henry would be running around each other in, in yards. So uh, we've talked about this before, but do you think that multi professional multi sport athletes are dead? Do you think that that like because you you look at it mm. twenty years ago, thirty years ago, you look at Deion Sanders was in the Super Bowl and playing for the Ooh. Atlanta Braves. Or Ooh. no, I'm sorry, it was the opposite. He was in the World Series yeah. for the Atlanta Braves, and then he played for the Falcons or the Cowboys the next I, week. Bo Jackson, same way with the Kansas City Royals and the uh, Oakland Raiders. If you put a gun to my head, Deion Sanders would come up too. I think he's he made. Football, the swag and like energy he brought to football was amazing. But I think, no. You don't think it's dead? Dual sports athletes aren't dead. I think that you're not going to see it in the majors because they don't like it. Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, all touted as being baseball superstars if they decided to join baseball. I mean, no, but I, they, I, I, but get they, what, I get what you're saying. It's it's not one of those things where, like, there's definitely going to be dual sport athletes. You talked about it. Patrick Mahomes, hell, even Russell Shaq. Wilson, Jameis Winston, uh, Tom Brady, all these guys have been drafted by it. Yeah, Tom but Brady you, was drafted too. Yeah, it? he was drafted yeah. by the Expos um, as a catcher, actually. Um, but fun fact. Could you imagine if, like, he Always went been the captain. But do you think that... Yeah, we will ever yeah. see in our lifetimes again, or do you think it will ever become popular of people playing football and baseball, or basketball and uh, football? I don't think or so. basketball and baseball playing at the same time. Because, like I said, I think that it's very well possible that they could play it in high school, play it in college. They could even be drafted. But I think the closest thing that we've seen is Russell Wilson playing for the Yankees in spring training um but like we know that he's never going to make the team or anything like that i don't think it will just because of the money aspect like back then like you didn't get paid as much and it was like yeah make that bread but with injury concerns now being much higher and like just fatigue because imagine if you are Deion sanders right you're in today's league you're like one of the most you're like jalen ramsey level like lockdown corner like getting paid as much as him the team is like you are too valuable to be playing baseball. Like if you like mess your knee up playing baseball, like we're you're done. Like you know what I'm saying? Like the money value for these players now is is to the point where you're an asset, and it's like you have don't a, risk it. Because yeah, it's like you. Neither team will trust you. It's like do you think you'll have like a dual use car? Like yeah, Jeep exists, but you know they're like all right, now we have it's specialized, so specialized of a role. Like even Shaq in interview was just like. I was a football player who liked playing basketball. Like, I think Shaq could have done anything he wanted. I know Michael Jordan tried doing the baseball. Shaq was a football player? Yeah, Shaq was just like, I was a football player who enjoyed basketball. And, like, he was just so much better at basketball. Did he play in football? I thought, are you sure you're not talking about Allen Iverson? Shaq in an interview was just like I was a basketball. I was a football Alan, player who liked basketball. Because Allen Iverson said that he was NFL. better than, at football than he was basketball. Allen Iverson is someone else. I. The people I like see in my prime are for like the games where like the quality of film isn't as good as it is today. So I think that like they could be. Um, I think that it could be a possibility, but in order for it to happen, you would have to be a game-changing talent. Like I think I, I live by saying, especially with the athletes, is you be who you can afford to be. So if Mike Trout, who's been the head of the game for so long, he's a once-in-a-generation talent. If he says, hey, Angels, I can either quit or I can go play football, 
then more than likely the angels are going to be like, yeah, you can try your hand at football or whatever it is. Um, Now, I personally think that baseball would be maybe the most open to it. So, like, a baseball player going to football or going to basketball, they would maybe be a little bit more open just because they have so many more people and stuff like that. seasons don't really overlap. Yeah, and the seasons don't really overlap. But having, like, a star quarterback or a star running back go from the – NFL starting on Sunday. Um, now, if they were like a lineman, then maybe that might be a little bit different because like your linemen aren't your money makers and stuff like that. Um, but I think that they would have to be like a once in a generation talent. The reason why Bo Jackson, I think, was able to do both is not not only his athletic ability in both, but people knew out of Auburn. We're talking about a. I know definitely a one-time Heisman winner. I think it could be a two-time Heisman winner. Like, this dude was legit. And so, when he came into the league, I I don't know whether y'all remember, but, like, he was so good that, like, the – he had the – he had the ability to tell the Buccaneers, if you draft me, I will go play baseball. And they drafted him, and he went to go play baseball. And so it was one of those scenes where he was already playing baseball. I didn't know that. And then, yeah, so he was already playing baseball for the Royals. And then he, the next year, they were like, hey, if you want to come back, the, the Raiders were like, hey, if you want to come back, then we'll draft you, and you can keep on playing baseball for the Royals. So um, I think when you're such a, like a big-name person, then move. you could – oh, dude. But like I said, you can be who you afford, you can afford to be. And if you're that dude, which I felt like Bo Jackson knew that he was that dude from his time at Auburn, then he's, he's going to be legit. He's going to be that dude. I don't think that you'll see it anymore because the money's too much. No, I can I, I can relate. I think, I think the I think that's a big issue with with baseball is like unless an, an athlete is like guaranteed to start in the majors immediately, I don't think it's gonna happen. I mean, the closest we ever got was when the NBA had their holdout and LeBron was offered a contract by the Cowboys to play tight end. That would have been I would have paid to see that. But I think that's the only time it would ever happen. Like if there was like a holdout or something and like their season was suspended. So it's just like I'm athletic enough to go play in the NFL. Like I don't know if there's any other NBA players who could, maybe like Russell Westbrook could probably play in the NFL. But I also think NBA players are too soft to get like absolutely smacked by a linebacker because like NBA players look big until you put them next to one of them, like an NFL player. I think I think if you put Shaq out there Shaq's it, when he slow. when he was younger and he was a little bit more fit on the Magic and put him as a tight end, he would absolutely oh, rock somebody. The slowest tight end ever. Yeah, but dude, but all you need him is yeah, getting the end zone. And I yeah. need, I need you to just Box stand. I need you, bro. Like, could you imagine him as a blocking tight end? Just, well, I was about to say seven oh. foot two Shaq. I mean, all you the, get him on the one yard line. You just say throw it up to Shaq, I mean, and like, dude, and Shaq doesn't even probably, have to jump. He just like, has the one hand. Yeah, the like the, there's all nothing all happening. The, all the good tight ends are like ex basketball players. Jimmy Graham, Jimmy Graham, Antonio. Bro, Gates. Jimmy Graham was nice with it back in the day. Oh. I don't remember who it was, but somebody was telling me that Jimmy Graham, like somebody would. Watch Watch him in in basketball because I think he played for Carolina and he was like mm-hmm. that dude. He played for like no, I'm talking about Julius Peppers. Julius yeah, Peppers, Julius played, Peppers for played for Carolina. Carolina. I'm gonna say Jimmy Graham did play in college. He played like at best Arizona State, or best something. drafted Panthers player of all time. Julius Peppers. I mean, if we're talking about pure stats, then maybe because like he's 
Guaranteed. Probably top five. Guaranteed in Hall of Fame. Jacks, in, in sacks. But if we're talking about who brought the most to the team, no, I'm we'll, saying we'll talk about best, it. Best, best, best statistical player drafted by the Panthers. Statistical, or, yeah, probably probably him or Luke. I think that like Luke only played t- eight years, but um, like we're talking about a two-time defensive player of the year, which like yes, that's technically like that's not the greatest thing in the world, but we're talking about defensive player of the year is you were the greatest defensive player of that year. Um, and he for him to win that two years in a row, and I know that he has a short sample size, but Julius Peppers never won anything like that. Like, Julius Peppers might have won a couple Pro Bowls or anything like that, or a couple things like that, but we're talking about Luke Keekley, who's like, was multiple times all pro. Like, we're putting – we would put People him in top three, top five linebackers of all time. Okay. Whereas, like, I don't think that Julius Peppers – number one, if we're talking about the position and depth of linebacker versus defensive end, I think that linebacker, like you have Ray Lewis, you have Brian Erlacher, you have so many guys, um, Mike Singletary, who, like, are so they're, – they're icons in the sport. Uh, Lawrence Taylor's another one. Whereas, like, for defensive ends, you've maybe got, like, Bruce Irvin, um, Reggie White – Julius Peppers, like you don't really have that many, like as deep as you would in other spots. Julius has like ten Pro Bowls and three All Pro seasons. And yeah, like I, I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I'm not taking anything away from. He did get Defensive Rookie of the Year in '02. Look up. Look at uh, Luke's accolades. And he was the All 2000s and All 2010s team. Selected by the NFL. Luke Keekley. He was all 2000 and 2010s? Yeah. That's actually pretty impressive. Luke. How many times do you see it in two different decades? Yeah, Luke, six-time. Wait, one, two, three. Seven-time Pro Bowler, five-time All-Pro. Yeah. So, like. Hall of Fame, all 2010s team as well. Yeah, but, you're, I mean. 18 interceptions. To me, Pro Luke, Bowl, he's, there's. He's already. No, he's not in the Hall of Fame. No. He just said Hall of Fame. For uh, like, I was like, wait a minute. I the, mean, he probably will be. He, no, he yeah. will be. But that's just the who the Hall of Fame appoints as, like the, the all, all 2010 decade team. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, when he said Hall of Fame, I was like, I have not missed but his I Hall put, of Fame. I put a lot of like emphasis on all pros uh, just because like Pro Bowls, like usually for Pro Bowls, you have like the top. It's like, just like an three or four. And, yeah, there's a lot of bureaucracy in it. But in order for you to be an all-pro, you have to be either the top or the top two of yeah. your position at that time. Yeah. And I think that even like there, like there is in basketball, there's like a first-team all-pro, second-team all-pro, third-team all-pro. And I'm not entirely sure if that all-pro that you were talking that about. That over in it, NFL. But does that – like that five-time All-Pro that you just talked about is that first team, or is oh, that no. five first-team All-Pros? Yes. Or yeah, my bad. All I, I was about to say I don't think the NFL does it. I think the NFL just has an All-Pro team. Then that makes it even more incredible that he was the best middle linebacker. I think the one time, in a year, the one time he didn't get it, I think Bobby Wagner got it. But also, you got to realize that I know Reggie. Uh, Ray Lewis was old at this point, but when he when Luke was playing and he was getting this, like. Ray Lewis was still around for a little bit. He wasn't nearly as effective as he was in the early 2000s and stuff like that, but he was still around. Uh, you had Brian Erlacher, same thing, but Brian Erlacher's a little bit older. But 
So speaking of players who have performed really well with accolades, we got to talk about Patrick Mahomes just because, like, the season that they're having right now is so... I got my swagger back. So the Chiefs got their swagger back. Are we panicking with the Chiefs right now? I mean, they're they're not tied because the football's dumb. It just depends on if Jackson Mahomes is at the games, boys. Um, I I think that I've always said this for a while that like the Chiefs were gonna p- pull it together. I think that uh, I think that Patrick Mahomes is too talented of a quarterback not to put it together. Um, and I know that. I think everybody goes through rough stretches. We saw it with Aaron Rodgers a couple of years ago, and people were counting him out. Then last year he goes for MVP. And I think that this is a, that same type mentality. We're, we're so short-sighted that, like, if one person has a game – and I know Patrick Mahomes, it wasn't just one game. It was kind of like five or six games. But, like – Everybody's so quick to judge and be like, all right, write him off. Like, everybody was saying, like, oh, should they try to trade Patrick Mahomes? Or, like, everybody was like, oh, That's he's dumb. the worst quarterback in the AFC West. And it's like, bro, y'all still got to realize, like, Patrick Mahomes, even when he was throwing all those interceptions, was still, like, third oh, or fourth yards. in the league in yards and, like, fourth in or third in the league in touchdowns. So, like, yes, he's throwing a lot of interceptions. Yes, he's turning the ball over. and But – also, a lot of those things, a lot of those turnovers, I know at least three or four out of those like nine or eight or whatever it was like that weren't his fault. Yeah. Where it literally, I don't know whether you saw it, but probably about two, three weeks ago, where it bounced off the dude's face mask and went straight up in the air and the guy caught it in the yeah. end zone. And so like, you can, I, I don't know, interceptions to me is like, it's one of those things where, yes, they could be ugly interceptions, but also it could be just bad luck of, like, it bounces off the guy's hands, it tips up, and then it gets – Should the NFL the- add a statistic that says interceptions and then quotations, not no. fault of? No, no. I and He still threw it. Yeah, and I think that – I think it was either Patrick Mahomes' like wife or, like – his like mom dude, or something that, like that. His family they is want so they wanted something like that. They were like, if you look at that, like that's not his they're, fault they're or something so annoying, like that. Bro, like you can't change the rules just because you don't like it happening to your son. I, I I agree that we should keep it, but it's just one of those things where like sports gets so analytical. They're going to be adding like inner like it's it seems like it will eventually happen and and just for sports people. It's like if you know the player, you know if he's like throwing boneheaded picks or not. Like, if you see Aaron Rodgers has, like, four interceptions on a season, you're going to be like, okay, he doesn't do that a lot, so, like, it's whatever. Same with Patrick Mahomes. But if you see, like, Taylor Heineke threw, like, three picks or something, you're like, oh, okay. It's just, like, you get what I'm saying. You know well, what I mean? I agree. No, no, no disrespect to Taylor Or big dick Nathan Peterman. Yeah. The five The pick. Peterman in the first half. How many he threw Five in the picks half? in the first half. Was that against Houston? Yeah, something like that. It was Buffalo. And then, yeah. And That's when they still had a team. Because Josh Allen got hurt, <laughs> and Nathan Peterman was just like, all right, let's go win this game. And the next <laughs> no, pick this, was a pick No, six. Nathan, pa- no, was Nathan Peterman was before Josh Allen. This is the Tyrod Taylor. Uh, oh, Tyrod this Taylor is the Tyrod Taylor days, boys. Tyrod Taylor always gets hurt. Uh, excuse me? Tyrod? Tyrod. We get names correct on this podcast. Tyrone Taylor. Okay. Whoa. Whoa. Anyways, <laughs> um, speaking of quarterbacks who are talented and don't throw a lot of interceptions. And Aaron, you say big bet now. Okay. I was going to say Aaron Rodgers 
since we're talking about the panic scale. Uh, he's back. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is, back. is back. Do a pick to uh, a guy Three. who doesn't catch a lot of interceptions. Jamal, Jamal Adams. Adams. Third, third interception stone, of his career. Stone hands, Jamal Adams. Big Ben gifted him one, too, against the Seahawks, and it literally bounced off his helmet, and it was the funniest crap ever. Tied for with Vince Wolfork. Yeah, Fork, finally big tied sexy. Vince Wolfork. Dude, there's um, still the video of Vince Wolfort rolling up to the Texans with, the with, overalls. with his overalls on. And it's no still one of my favorite. What a unit. Dude, hey. Athletic, too. Vince Wolf. see, it's always funny to me because, t- like, NFL athletes are so weird to me <laughs> just because it's like they're all, like, fun and games. It's kind of like Luke Keekly. It's, like, all fun and games, and you're, like, ha-ha, joking around. And then when you're, like, on the field, you're ready to take somebody's head off. I, and then when you're on the sideline, you're, like, ha-ha, man, like, that was so funny. And it's, like, bro, like, did you uh, – was that a different personality? What, think, are I you okay? I think that's what determines – Everyone talks about like the switch that gets flipped in, in in sports, like Michael Jordan messing around. Michael Jordan hated everybody. Like on hits his team. The, <laughs> hits the switch, he's about to kill somebody. LeBron James, he's goofing off. He needs to win. Turn flip, down. you know, just all of a sudden, different human, like psych, like psychopathic. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things where like Luke Keekley's just like, I'm Luke Keekley, CPI security. And then you see him on the field, bloody nose. It's like, is this guy? Is this guy gonna die? Like JJ Watt, gonna, same way. He's gonna kill someone. JJ Watt would be scary, dude. Him and Vince Wolfert were on the same team that year. But there's certain people that like even outside, like Aaron Donald. Like he even Aaron. Do- no, but dude, Aaron Donald to me has this like cold like. He will beat your ass at any point, any time. Like I don't know whether you remember, but that like fight. he went on part of he went on part of my take, and that was the one where he was like DK Metcalf. I benched like five hundred pounds, but like even then he was like he was like I felt the vibe of like bro, I will fuck you up. Like don't <laughs> don't get it twisted. DK, I can lift more than you. <laughs> Bet. So we got also talk about we just talked about um, who did you just say? Aaron Donald, the Rams have lost two games in a row. Pretty bad against the 49ers. 31-10, baby. We're back. So Put it on the board. Um, Put it on the board. Panic. We are back. Hold on. I'm sorry. I need to go on a 49ers rant because I haven't gone on a 49ers rant in a while. So, Jimmy G's back. Nick Bosa's looking good. The defense is looking good. Shutting down shutting down Cooper Cup. Now, Cooper Cup's going to get his. I think he had like 11 receptions for 110 yards. But Matthew Stafford, I think, threw two interceptions. To Jimmy um, Ward. To Jimmy Ward. One was for a touchdown. Um, good for Jimmy Ward. Jimmy Ward comes back. Our defense is looking good. Our run game, we're getting back to our run game. Kyle Shanahan, a lot of people say that he stinks, but he doesn't stink. They were he saying, is that dude. They were trying to say Matt Nagy was a better coach than him. Don't ever disrespect Cause he Matt checked. Michael. Michael Shanahan. Yeah, whatever his name is. You get it. Well, you know, he technically has a better win percentage than Shanahan. Y'all are not going to disrespect <laughs> Mike Shanahan like that. I, he, it's not me, have, it's the internet. But it's one of those things where, like, the Bears. Isn't like your I, coach Kyle? Huh? Kyle. Isn't Kyle, it? yeah, I don't know why we said Matt. I don't we know just, why, yeah, why we said Matt or was Mike like, Shanahan was like, either. Like, wait, his dad? I'm his like, when did he become Kyle a coach? Shanahan. I just draw, draw a massive blank. Um, but the Bears, like, have always been, like, somewhat healthy. Now, they haven't been, like, super healthy. I know, and last, they, last year, y'all were cursed. Yeah. 
in the the first year that Jimmy G was on the team, right when uh, Kyle Shanahan took over, we were cursed because we literally like four games into the year, Jimmy G tore his ACL. Yeah, trying to stiff arm someone out of bounds. I remember yep. that. Yep. At least he tried it. But go ahead. I, I just wanted to get that off my chest. Right. We're back. Zero to ten panic scale. We're going to go through these quick. Chiefs. Mm. Chiefs? Like a three. Three. Yeah. I, their defense still shows cause for concern, but they, they seem to be back. All right. Ravens. Ten. I'm going like seven or eight. Yeah. Um, I, a lot more than what it should be. But it's one of those things where this doesn't only extend to their loss to the Dolphins, which they lost to the Dolphins pretty bad. But – the fact that the Ravens have had to do so they, – they've had to do so many, like, come-from-behind victories um, over Bro. the past couple weeks. Like, they, they have had so many times where they should have lost. I mean, you're talking about the Lions. Rest the in peace. Lions? We'll talk about hey, him. Hey, 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 but, hey, hey, um, hey. like, the way that they beat the Lions was on a 65-yard field goal, 66-yard field goal. 66. Yeah, but, like, it's still one of those things where, like, the Ravens have looked bad, but also, like, Lamar Jackson's having to play out of his mind in order for them to actually, like, win games and be competitive and stuff like that. No, I'm with you. Uh, There's only so much he could do without help from a supporting cast, and now that he's coming into his own throwing, they're not giving him no help. So, speaking of the AFC North and oh, their the, counterparts the and the Lions. A, the whole AFC North. So Nobody knows if we're good. So, we got to talk about the Steelers. They tied the Lions on Sunday. Didn't know that was possible. Bro, Still a thing. I thought we were going to lose anyways with Ben playing. So, wait, so where 1 to 10 panic scale, where are you at? Dude, honestly, I don't know with this team. Like, they're talented. Who knows? It seems they, like they, they're so inconsistent. They are. They're super hurt right now. Like, T.J. Watt's out. Minka Fitzpatrick's got COVID. He's not playing against the Chargers. Cam Hayward's the only healthy D lineman. Uh, Joe Hayden's in a walking boot. Claypool's got a hurt toe. Like, all our best players, our key players, are out. So, if they were all healthy, panic scale would be Right like now, a with all the injuries, everything like that, give me – Right now, I'm giving it a six. Six? Because okay. Detroit should have been winnable if we won that game. Even with – Mason Rudolph, we should have won. Dude misses layups. Scrub. Absolute scrub. Uh, They should have been first in the AFC North with, like, a game cushion between them and Baltimore. Now we're a half game back from Baltimore since we tied Detroit. Yeah. I I think that I'm going with three. No, I'm going to go with four just because I think when it boils down to it, um, yes, your defense didn't look good because – DeAndre Swift and Bro, whoever they, else dude, the running backs were, they, they were running all Jared over you Jared Goff had 34 yards passing, and, like, the defense still was playing like nickel. It's like, you know they're running. They were running on third downs, bro, and they wouldn't adjust. Four, put out a 4-6, yeah. engage eight. And then just do something. Give them <laughs> yeah. some help. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, one of the linebackers said we need to take practice more seriously. I'm like, bro, so y'all dead ass – Overlooked the Lions. Like, they're still not an NFL team yeah. who are hungry for their first win. Yeah. And almost lost. And then in overtime, when Mason Rudolph actually threw some good balls, you fumble them. Yeah. Facts. That was wild. Nah, but I – I was screaming, So, the bro. reason why I'm putting them lower than you are is just because I think that Big Ben is such a key integral part of that offense. And, like, yes, the defense didn't look that great. And, yes, they had a lot – they had a lot of – Fumblies, um, but Stupid. Mason Rudolph 
is not it. Not even a career like, backup, bro. bro it's not good. Bro, like you watch, when, I when, you ben, right? when Ben leaves, like we're done. Don't 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 look for Mason Rudolph to get the job done. Don't look for Dwayne. You need to go out and find you somebody else. We're getting Dwayne, um, we're getting Aaron Rodgers. Sure. We'll see if that happens. Yeah. Um but put, put money on it right now. If if Aaron Rodgers comes then y'all might be in good shape. But it is one of those things where like Mason Rudolph is not it. But no. so speaking of the NFC or the FC North, we've talked about the Ravens, we've talked about the Browns. Or, I'm sorry, we've talked about the Ravens, we've talked about the Steelers. How do we feel about the Browns getting mollywopped by Mac Jones? Also, shout out real quick to Jacoby Myers. Uh, Jacoby Myers got his first touchdown after his, I think it was like 156 catch. Like, he had over 1,000 yards receiving. um, And the fact that he still was like, didn't have a touchdown is so wild to me. But, dude, they looked good. And, like... Also, it looks like Baker. I don't know the extent of his injury, but I know that he Dude keeps getting hurt every week. He, he gets hurt because of his leg. Um, um, I think that Nick Chubb was on COVID, so like that might have played a role in it, just because Nick Chubb's such an integral part of that offense. It's, but it's both. But I don't think no matter who was there, I think they were still getting smacked by New England. Yeah, I think Mac Jones threw, throws. I think four total touchdowns or something like yeah, that. Everyone thinks I'm biased, but I think Mac Jones is a better quarterback than Baker. I think. If the run game doesn't work for Cleveland, they're dead. Because Baker's not going to do the throws because he succeeds off play actions. And I, I just I just don't see the Browns doing anything without a good run game. And then, like, their defense is solid. But uh, if they can't stop a rookie quarterback. I don't know. I'm just – it's just one of those things where rookie quarterbacks are always complex to me because, like, yes, they – and I've said this on the show multiple times, but it's always complex to me just because, like – Partially, yes, they don't have the experience. They don't know what to look for. So the fact that they're coming in and they're performing performing well is, like, impressive. But it is one of those things where, like, defenses also don't know what they're really getting yeah. that much because of their rookie quarterback. And so, like, Baker Mayfield, who's been in the league now for four years, yes, he should know what the defenses they're running, but also defenses now know Baker Mayfield's tendencies, stuff like that. Yeah. So, personally, I'm not fully invested. And I know Mac Jones right now is prob- arguably the rookie of the year. Yeah. Um, he, he's probably going to get it above yeah. – Anybody else? Maybe Jamar Chase is the only one that's kind of in that discussion. Um, yeah. But if we're talking about like rookies, Sorry. I'm still not entirely set that like Mac Jones is like the quarterback of the yeah. future. Um, just because like I think you can look up and play good. I mean, we're talking about Mike White two weeks ago had 400 yards over yeah. 400 yards and like four touchdowns he said he was the first over he was gonna he should have been the first overall pick and next thing you know literally last week he had zero touchdowns and four interceptions so i think the nfl is a little bit more complex than people give it credit for i think baker has done one good thing for the browns is it's he's he helped stabilize the ship that had been sunk and has basically sunk for a long time yeah and he's managed to be good enough to get the talent there. Like, they brought in Jarvis. They looked well enough. They have Chubb. They have Kareem. I see reports that they're trying to shoot for Russell Wilson since Russell Wilson doesn't want to be in Seattle Ooh, anymore. Browns? Yeah. So, oh boy. Russell Wilson wants an O-line. The Browns have a great O-line. They have a great run game. They have some receivers. I mean, OBJ's gone, but we'll talk I'm about that later. But Jarvis, Donovan's 
Donovan Peoples Jones. They've got uh, who's their uh, tight end? Austin Hooper. Austin Hooper and the other one. So, and their run game's fantastic. Like Kareem Hunt is your pass catching back. So like I think that yeah, give credit to Baker for at least allowing the Browns some happiness. So do they pay him because they're too good to get a good draft pick and draft a quarterback, or I think do they let him go? That's a good point. I think if you're the Browns right now, because they've seen what he can do. Unless yeah, but he lit up the Bengals like we forget like the Bengals game happened where but he like, also was terrible against the Patriots he has games like that yeah it's like but, a cycle but the, yeah but also the problem is you're going up against Bill Belichick who you said was like not a good coach but now he's six and four well I think I think it all depends on like how well like I think it also depends on like how much he wants in his contract so like if his if he's one in $30 million a year. Oh. Hell no, Baker. I ain't giving that to you. But if you're wanting Take like a 15 mil a year, maybe even 20 mil a year, like, yeah. I mean, I, I think, bro, Don't. we're giving Jimmy G 27 mil, and Jimmy G is not that great. I think, now, that was uh, over us overpaying him, but, like, I, I think in the NFL, if you want to be a starting quarterback – and especially if you have the name brand that I think Baker Mayfield does, um, you got to pay him at least twenty mil. I would give I would give Baker Mayfield three years, sixty million dollars. I think that yeah, he's not like the greatest, but he's one of those quarterbacks where it's like, if everyone's healthy, he's not going to lose you a game. He reminds me of Teddy Bridgewater. I think Baker's better than Teddy. Though. I think he's better too, but he reminds me of him. Like he has those games where he's insane, and in the games where he's terrible. So. Talking, so we've talked about the AFC North. We've talked about the Browns. We've talked about the Steelers. We've talked about the Ravens. How do we feel about the NFC West? Um, we talked about the 49ers just a little bit ago, but on terms of the panic scale, how worried should the Rams be against losing against the 49ers? I don't think that they should be that worried. Um, the 49ers have had their number every time they played under uh, Kyle Shanahan. Um, I think that Matthew Stafford's looked a little tough. He's gone up against some good defenses. So maybe uh, I think Robert Woods was the big impact there because, like, we talked about this, that, like, yeah, Cooper Cup's great, but Robert Woods was that dude that was the safety net that was the Rams' offense. Like, he's not flashy. He's not going to get you a touchdown. But Matthew Stafford needs three to five to six yards to keep a drive alive. Drop it to Robert Woods. Now, I think OBJ being activated – was a dumb idea. I think the only reason we only played is because Robert Woods was out because he, he looked all right, but like, it's like, it's like cam. It's like, you can't activate cam and throw him as a QB. You don't know the offense. You don't know how it's going to be. We always talk about connections. It was way too soon. Yeah. We talk about connections between quarterback and wide receiver or quarterback and, and running back or all these different things. And it's like, I know OBJ is great, but if I stuck the, I mean, there's maybe three players DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, and maybe Stephon Diggs are the only three wide receivers I trust in the NFL that could just walk onto a field and manage to be somewhat successful on a completely new team. Yeah. Because you're dealing with different things. You're you're dealing with everything. So I think that like yeah, it was a meme that like OBJ as soon as he goes, Robert Woods goes down with the ta- with an ACL tear and, and they look bad, but Sean McVay's a good head coach. He's gonna fix this ship. I'm going to give it like a three. They're still one of the best teams defensive-wise, but I think they got reality checked, and I think we're having a lot of that this year. Um, I'm going to give them like a five, honestly, because I agree with Connor. 
but I think they've totally changed what their identity was in the past when they were successful, which was running the ball. They haven't been running, and they got Stafford and got really pass happy. Yeah, Daryl Henderson has not and, really been getting he, the rock. And he's a great running back. And uh, defensively, they've been allowing – they like I think they allow the most rush yards right now against like that defensive line with Aaron Donald. And they only have one win against a, winning, a team with a winning record, which is Tampa Bay. So – I'm going to give them a five, and I know it was a divisional game, and division games are always crazy because, like, a bad team could always beat the best team in their division because it's a divisional lineup. But the red flags for me are they only have one win against a winning record team. No, for sure. Um, I'm going to give them probably about a five or six as well. Um, I think that people underestimate how much of a impact Robert Woods had on the game. Um, I think that he was one of those guys where – if he was on the field, then you had to pay him attention. Um, I think that Cooper Cup and Robert Woods had such a good um, – they had such a good chemistry that if you shut down Robert Woods, you would you were probably going to get lit up by Cooper Cup. And if you get Cooper Cup shut down, then you're probably going to get lit up by Robert Who Woods. Who was the wide receiver that had, like, the two picks? I mean, not the wide receiver, the cornerback. Uh, Jimmy Ward. A lot of your, uh, some of your players, your better players, did come back off injury this week. So like, you you both like that you, we always talk about having game film, and they they played, and then it was all right. Your dude's back, and he does really good job picking Dude, people off. And Jimmy Ward said before the game was like, it's just Matthew Stafford. Yeah, which was like I got them. But I think that also Matthew Stafford like has been slumping recently. Like he's yeah. not playing like he was in the first six games of the season. And I know that like Peyton Manning curse, Manning curse. It's it's we'll talk Manning about that curse. in a little while. But I think it's one of those things where like if I'm Matthew Stafford, like we've seen him do this before. Like we've seen him come out, start playing like an MVP, quarter of the way, halfway through, whatever it is, start looking terrible. So. I would be concerned, and I think that Robert Woods going down, like I know that he got OBJ, which like I think that he could fill that hole, um, but like OBJ isn't it right now. Um, and that V. Jefferson or whatever his name is, um, he, he like I don't know if he's going to step into that Robert Woods hole um, just because I think that Rob, like – like I was saying while you were gone, um, I think Robert Woods and Cooper Cup had such good chemistry and they were such a one-two combo that if you focus too much on Robert Woods, then Cooper Cup would burn you. If you focus too much on Cooper Cup, then Robert Woods could burn you and go for 150 yards or whatever it is. But that's kind of my philosophy about it. Um, so we've talked about the Rams. How do we feel about the Cardinals? Um, Cam coming back, beating the be living fine. dog crap out of them. I- the last, I think the statistic is the last five times the Panthers have played the Cardinals, we've won by 10, po- 10 or more points. So, like, we've statistically recently beat the Tar out of the Cardinals. And it was proven again today, but they were out Kyler Murray and they were out DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. That is a completely different game with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. They didn't Hopkins. even have Colt McCoy either. Yeah, Colt so, McCoy was good last week, the week before, and they didn't have him this week. Or so, halfway through I, I'm first. not panicked. The Rams just lost. They're yeah. still leading that division. They still look great. I don't think they're going to bring back Kyler or D-Hop next week because they can afford to take another loss because their bye week is right after. So, like, sit him next week. Who Kyler, do they play? I don't know who they play next week. I don't keep track of the Cardinals, but I love that Cam's back because I think he – Hey, Cam looked good. He brings – I'm back. He, two touches, two touchdowns. He, um, I think he just brings an energy to the Panthers' sideline that we haven't seen. 
Dog, leader, I, leadership too. Dog, yeah, like I've, Teddy. Teddy, I think was a better leader than Sam, and I think Sam's just a terrible leader. Like when Cam Cardinals is, play the Seahawks, everyone's hurt there. So if yeah. when Cam was there, he was like lead, like he was he wasn't even the QB, and he's leading leading the like the huddle and yelling at people, and like I think that like one of those uh. things where you need. You need your court. You need those leaders to speak up, and I feel like people were awkward stepping around Sam because, like, they know that he's in like this weird spot. <laughs> so when Cam came back, he's like, "I'm gonna yell and get this team hype. Like, we are gonna win. Like, Bro. we are here to play. We are gonna win. We are gonna have fun." And it's like, it's it's the same. Hit the road, Sam. It's one of those things where it's like Justin Jefferson. Like, I think he came flying in to make a block and was just throwing his arm around. Like, he just looks like he's having fun. Yeah. And it's just one of those things where it's like, I, me personally, I knew a lot of people who hated people who had fun on the sidelines. They're like, you need to be respectful. That's so stupid. I love players on the sidelines that, like, have fun. Like, Justin Jefferson is one of my favorite new wide receivers because him just running around having fun, watching Cam just have fun, making people smile, I'm like... These are these are people. They're having fun playing this professional sport, and I think that brings this atmosphere. Now, do I think he's going to come back and be electric? No. He. I say. I talked to another fan person, another Panther fan at work. Don't let him play next week. PJ Walker did all right. He he steadied the ship. Give Cam more time to learn the offense. Give him a few more snaps. You don't want to rush rush him back because look at OBJ, two catches, eighteen yards. Y'all not going to disrespect PJ Walker. PJ Walker is not doing all right. PJ Walker, Walker did a is, really good. Is looking like he, like I'm not saying that he's going to be a starting quarterback or anything. He's better than but Sam. PJ Walker in the seven games that he has played as a Panther is seven and zero. Now I'm not saying out of those seven games, only two of them he has started. But the fact that a struggling Panthers franchise and you can come in and the last two games that you've started and you've played pretty much the entire like game for, you win is pretty impressive to me, especially the story. Um, I mean, the, the fact that he, he goes from the a- XFL, um, lights it up there, then he gets signed by the Panthers. New a lot Matt of people, Rule, I think. Uh, I think that a lot yeah. of people kind of marked him out. He was an XFL guy. And then when he gets his – Opportunity. I don't think that he looks great, and I wouldn't say that he's a starting quarterback. But he's, he's definitely he's, an upgrade from. I would say that he is definitely a serviceable quarterback, unlike Mason Rudolph. But can I, we have him? Can we take him yeah. from you? Uh, no, but no. I will. But I will say that to what you were talking about, Connor. Um, I think that Cam Newton brings an energy back to Carolina that has been missing for such a long they time. They needed it. Like, that I identity's didn't, gone. I didn't even know. You could feel like, it in the city, honestly. I, I didn't even know that I missed Cam and you can until d- I saw him back in that, like, the interview yeah. room. And I was like, oh. Do you like, know I'm talking about Moses? Like, He's yeah. Like, I think it's one of those things. Also, I'm mad how much they're selling tickets for because even like terrible tickets right now are going for like because he's back. Yeah, it's like the ticket prices are through the roof. But I don't. That's fine. But I mean, it's good for the city though. Like Bro, they already they're working on taking down Sam's billboard on 77. Like it's one of these Damn. things where it's like, <laughs> I I just want to know whose idea it was to cut Cam because I don't know if it was the breakup was was messy. It seemed it abrupt. Was tepper and rule. Oh no! It's one of those things where you was, you may not know what you got until it's gone type thing. Of like, yeah. like 
I think that a lot of people were taking advantage of Cam and the leadership that he brought and stuff like that. And, like, the last year that he, he felt, was there was not that great of yeah. a year performance-wise. And so – He got hurt, too. It, and when you, when you let him go – and he doesn't perform well. The Panthers don't perform well. And he comes back. It's like the main reason. I'm sorry. No, the main ahead. reason was he felt burnt because he didn't want to leave. He never wanted to leave Carolina. Mississippi City now. Yeah, and then they announced that he could seek a trade, but he didn't want to get traded. I don't know and if since it was, he didn't, they cut him. And and they had a good discussion. So I think at this point, ride him till he retires. Find a successor. I think that's what you got to do in Carolina. All right, so last one for the panic scale, the Bucks losing. Um, how do we feel about the Bucks? They lost to the Washington football team. Two. I think, um, I think they'll two? be fine. They're right. also down Antonio Brown, who's and, hurt, which and is Grant. Yeah, electric. I'm going to go with like a four. I'm not super concerned yet, but the fact that they came out of a bye week, they got demolished by – Taylor Heineke and the Washington football team. And I know y'all said it. They're missing A.B. They're missing Gronk. Um, and they're missing some pieces on the defense. But the the core guys of the the David White and uh, Tom Brady and uh, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Leonard Fournette yeah. and all these guys, like we were saying at one point that arguably the, the Washington football team was probably third in the NFC East. And the fact that the reigning defending champions, the guys who everybody thought was going to be make another run, win the Super Bowl, um, the fact that they get pretty much – I mean, they it wasn't like a Browns-Patriots situation where they lose by 30-something, but they still got handled. Um, and I think it was by like 16 or something. Yeah, like but Ron Rivera's always had – uh, Brady's number like during the Panthers era we were the only team to have a positive record against him so I think Ron Rivera is just that coach that has Brady's number and I also think though that like yeah but we have to remember that we were talking about how the Washington football team was a good team like they're I guess they got to find their identity and they they found it recently because they were missing a lot of key players as well they were who were hurt um, their running back, their tight ends was hurt, and they came back and they played well. If they put up another dud, I'll start raising my eyebrows. So let's – Manning curse is real. Uh, broke by Draymond Green. Um, but So essentially for anybody who – so he kind of brushed over it. But for anybody who doesn't know, um, a lot of people are saying that um, the Manning curse, if you went on Eli and Peyton's – Manning podcast on Monday Night Football. Um, you were cursed because at the major kind of guest stars, the week after they left um, the Manning broadcast, they end up losing or Josh, getting hurt. Josh um, Allen. Josh, I didn't know Josh Allen was on. He lost to the Jags. He was lost to the Jags. Josh Allen, Brady, Russell Wilson. Kelsey. Um, Kelsey, like all these guys, they end up getting hurt or they end up losing. Um, Draymond Green was kind of the one who kind of conquered it, yeah. but he Phil plays Mickelson. basketball, so I'm not entirely sure if that counts. Phil Mickelson was on it, so who knows? He might. <laughs> A lot of people were <laughs> – did you see hear him? He was like – he. Peyton Manning and Eli was like, man, I, I need y'all, like, I need, Phil, I need you to tell these guys, like, this isn't a real thing. And he's like, nah, guys, like, I think this is a real thing. That's why I'm not <laughs> playing Sunday. And I don't think he had a tournament, so I just kind of found mean, it funny. Um, well, that means Philip Rivers might have another kid because he oh, was no. on it too. Oh, no, taking L's. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he might lose his high school uh, 
playoffs. I heard that he's lighting it up in high school. Good for Phillip, dog. I think at one point when uh, when someone got hurt, I think Phillip was just like, I don't know, man. My phone hasn't rang yet. But we are going. We were talking about some old legends, Phillip. And we're going to do an all-time spin draft. NFL. What is the positions we're doing? So quarterback. We're just doing offense. So we're going to do quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, and a flex. They cannot be playing. This is retired. Oh, so we're just doing only retired. Players. All time retired. You cannot okay. choose Patrick okay. Mahomes if you land on the Chiefs. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to. Uh, I'm making an executive decision here. We are going to do it alternating, and we are going to eliminate teams as we go. We might run out of teams. No, no. We we have plenty of teams. We'll have plenty of teams. So, so say, for instance, Avery spins first. He gets the the Washington football team. He would have to figure that out. Then I would eliminate the Washington football team. They cannot be used again. Then it would go to Connor. Same thing. Then it would go for me. So on and so forth. Quarterback, running back, running back, receiver, receiver, tight end. Flex. No kicker? (laughs) No. All right. Here we go. Hold up. Hold up. Well, here, I'll go ahead and start us off. Y'all go first while I write this down. All right. So, let's spin this thing. So, with my first pick, we have, the, <laughs> we have the Packers. Um, I'm going to go with A.A. Ron, uh, Aaron Rodgers for I my – retired. They must be retired. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, relax. Um, I'm enforcing my the rules here, sir. Uh, <laughs> you can do uh, the yeah, sharp Brett. Brett. Bart Starr. Brett. Let's go, Brett. The gunslinger. All right, so the Packers have been taken off the board. Um, we'll be a little – I will say this. I'll be a little lenient with the with the newer teams like the Panthers and the Jacksonville because, like – No, we – no, wait. No, you, no, you're no. going retired, right. so we're going this retired. This is going to be tough. Uh, watch the football team. For – You yelled at me, so I'm not giving you an ants, so – their quarterback won a uh, uh, Super Bowl. Who was their quarterback for that? In like the seventies. Yeah, the black dude. Yeah, I know his name. Wow. Me too. I can't tell you though, Connor. You have to figure it out since this is your rules. Yep. I'm just gonna look it up. <laughs> black quarterback won Super Bowl for former Redskins. The first ever black quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Well, he figures that out. Uh, we'll go ahead and go to you, Avery. All right. What about uh, there's Joe Theismann, and then there's the Lions. Got a couple people to go with. Yeah. Ooh. Barry. Oh, always. Yeah, for sure. You gonna go Theismann? Yeah, Theismann, I think, is better than Doug Williams. Yeah, I would take take Theismann. I I was going to tell you Joe Theismann, but you yelled at me, so it's all right. Um, So we're going to go to you. We're back to you, Avery. Okay. Um, I say we just continue. Just keep going in a circle. Don't do a snake. Because it's not like it's like a – Yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah, just just continue. It's randomized anyways. Okay. Um, So we are at – That makes things a lot easier for – The Ravens. Can I confirm? (laughs) Thank you. You could go Bolden. Joe Flacco, baby. Oh, he's got Brett Favre. You can go Anquan Bolden. You could go uh, Ray Rice. Shannon the... Sharp. Tight end. That was the Broncos. Um, well, he also no, he played, played for, for the Ravens. Ravens, too. Are you wanting to do teams they played majority for? 
or just at any point? Uh, give me. You go, uh, Tory Cooper, uh, Tory. Wide receiver is Tory something. Tory Hunter. Tory Hunter is a baseball You know what I'm boy. talking about. He I'm going to go with Ray Rice. Fine. Oh, brother. The all-prison <laughs> team. We love our felons. All right, go ahead. Uh, it is. Oh, we land on the Bills. It's OJ, baby. Uh, the Bucks. <laughs> That's tough. Who's defense? You'd have a few. Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> he got the football. One of the Barbers. No. He played for the Giants. He was yeah, offense. Tiki played on the Giants. <sighs> you had a uh, you go that white running that white fullback that was a menace for like bro <laughs> yeah I think it was like John Allscott or something like that. Yeah. I'm gonna go Warwick Dunn. What position? I I know his name, but I just don't running remember. back. I didn't remember the position. Yeah, this was. Yeah, it's your rules. Well, the problem is Bo Jackson. Well, he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> no, he didn't. He didn't play. Uh, Eagles for you, Avery. Well, Ooh. the problem is I got two teams that like aren't known for their players. Eagles. Well, not, aren't known for offensive players. Give me a Cunningham. Randall. We were on defense. Ooh, Randall Cunningham. Okay. If we were on defense, I'd be loaded. Yeah. I'm gonna go the original Cam Newton, Randall Cunningham. Uh, I got the Bears. Got to be kidding Walter me. Walter Payton, always. If it's you, a sweet one. If you give me another team that has all defensive players, I'm gonna. Well, slap we're eliminating you. player. We're eliminating teams. I wrote sweetness instead of. Walter I'm Payton. I'm losing Broncos. This. Oh, you got to give me. It's got to be Shannon Sharp, the tight end. Yeah, that's a good. One. I'm out of I'm out of quarterbacks. Because who would I would have taken off of the off of the football team's wide receiver running backs? Chargers. I would have taken it. like I would have taken like Pierre Garcon if I was Chargers, homie. Oh, my favorite running back, Tomlinson. LT. LT. He does. Yeah, his next, running backs hey, are nice. Hey, next jersey swap, LT jersey. I would love one, but I don't wear any other football teams. Powder blues. The Seahawks. I don't wear any other football teams, but mine. Steve Largent. Let's go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> is that you? Yeah, I'm glad that, you got him. I, got I, would, I wouldn't Marsh. mind a Tomlinson jersey, but I just never wear any other teams but the Steelers. Oh, also for anybody who's listening, um, it's the Falcons for you, by the way. Um, I'm wearing a Freddie Freeman red uh, Braves jersey right now, which was Avery's gift to me as part of the year yeah. anniversary jersey swap. So I got Freddie Freeman. Red. I got you got Connor, him, Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson. He is still getting you. No, I got mine. The pools. Oh, he yeah, he already got his Albert Pools, yeah. and I got my Freddie Freeman. So, yeah. it, it is the Falcons. I could have gone Michael Vick. Uh, mm. You can always go Julio. Oh, he's retired. He's not retired. He's not retired. Go Roddy White. Yeah. Or you could hey, hey, you could put Tony Gonzalez as your flex. He's like one of the best tight ends. Yeah, ever. give me the flex of Tony. Man, I don't see you helping me out. I hope you well, you know because it. you didn't get three defensive teams, jerk. <laughs> the Falcons sucked for years. Oh, good luck with this, the Saints. I need it. Oh, Jimmy Graham, a freak. Drew Brees. I think he I already, already has a quarterback. quarterback. I got Randall Cunningham. Oh, uh, I'm gonna go Colston. Okay, he, he doesn't play anymore. Okay, because what? No, I'm changing my mind. Reggie Bush has my flex. Deuce McAllister. No, oh, I like Reggie Bush better. No, I know. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Reggie Bush. was terrible in the NFL, but 
He was, good on, the, he was good on the Saints. All right. I have the, the Steelers. You got need a wide receiver and a tight end and a flex. I need a wide re- Who was the wide receiver during the 70s years? Uh, you can go. Dude, Santonio Holmes. You're not going to no, choose him? No. No. Who, uh, you can go Len Swan or Stallworth. Len or you Swan. Could go, Len Swan. You could go Franco Harris in your flex if you wanted. Len Swan. Len Swan. Yeah. Good call. All right, uh, you have the Bengals. <laughs> Actually, this one's pretty good. Ocho Cinco. Or you could do Terrell Owens here. You go Chris Collinsworth. Who's why, why? Chris Collinsworth was the best Bengals receiver before Ocho Cinco. I'll do Ocho Cinco. Wasn't it him that said that he wanted Chris Collinsworth to play football? Also, Jim Nance. So I, last week I listened to the podcast, and I was trying to remember who the guy was that played for the Patriots and was the all-time leading uh, running back for Jim the Nance. Patriots. It was Jim Nance. He still is. Uh, no, I think somebody else replaced him. Who? Who did you say? He said Ocho Cinco. I don't. Hey, I'm not getting people these, forget about Ocho Cinco. I'm not getting the high-powered names. Here. I don't. Dark, for, I don't forget about. He's Ocho the only Cinco. one getting them really. I'm struggling too. I never forgot about Ocho Cinco. The Chiefs. Good luck with that. I said retired. I can't repeat players since he has Tony. No, you can't get Tony. <sighs> Dude, once we get tight ends, it's gonna be tough because you have Shannon Sharp and Ocho. Or I need to. Look, I need to look this Shannon up. Shannon Sharp so and Tony Gonzalez. Do, do your next one while I look this All up. All right. Um. So mine is the. Because if I had a running back spot, I would have... The Jets. <laughs> Who do I have? What do I need? Um, I will you allow, need a tight end and a flex. I will allow, if you are the Texans, you can choose anyone from the Oilers, of course. If the team has moved and changed names, you should be able to get access. The Oilers or the Titans? Oh, I, my bad, not the Texans. Um, the Jets. I need a tight end Bro, from the Jets. I wish I didn't use my flex. I could have put, like, Jamal Charles as my flex. Oh, I... I yeah, um, I'm scoring touchdowns on my team. I got the. Yeah, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna go figure out one too, because so, I need to look up a tight end. Um, I'm gonna go Dwayne Bow. Okay. All right. Um, That's terrible. What team do I have? You have the Dolphins. Oh, I missed out on Dan Marino, didn't I? You need a running back. And a what wide receiver. Hey, you could always get Ricky Williams. Yeah, but the problem is, do I think I'm going to find another running back or a wide receiver? I don't know. Give me Curtis Martin for my flex running back. Give me Ricky Williams. No, yeah. the pot smoker. We've named three people that were on Avery's all-prison team. And I got Barry out of there. On this you got the Panthers. Guy. Oh, Steve Smith, senior. Yeah, that's that's easy. All right. Maybe this is my last one, I, I think. Maybe I should have gone uh, Greg, Greg Olson. There. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we'll see if it bites me. It definitely will. Oh, yes. He got the 49ers. Just put the Jerry The all-prison team. Oh. The Patriots. <laughs> Aaron... Hernandez. You didn't choose Gronk? He's got he's got to be retired, Mr. Stickler. Oh, that's he, true. Yeah. Gronk Aaron is- Hernandez got retired from life. <laughs> <laughs>
fucked her entire life. I think I forgot Frank back. All right, this is your last one. What does he need? He needs a, t- a wide receiver. Give me the 49ers, baby. Hey, you got a pretty good one. The Rams. Oh, who was the? You got Torrey Holt here. You got. No, uh, who was the greatest show on turf? Who Torrey was Torrey the- Holt. Torrey Holt, but who's I, the guy who's. The other one? Yeah, the one who's like number like three in receiving yards. Torrey Holt. Is it? Yeah, it was Torrey Holt. And um, I forget the other guy's name, but he was a stud too. He played with Kurt Warner, right? And, yeah. and Marshall Holt. I'm trying to remember his name. Hold on, hold on. I, I want to say Bruce. Something Bruce. Isaac Bruce. It was? Yes. Yeah. I'm so smart, but I'd go Tory Holt. I'll go Tory Holt. The Air Coriel style. He's, his movie's coming out, actually. Uh, Kurt Warner? Yeah. yeah. It should be actually pretty lit. All right, my turn. Let's, who, who is it? Jackson's. Texans. Yeah. There's not even a retired. T- Bro. Come I, on. I the can't. Rules are I the can't. Rules. I can't. I'm putting JJ Watt because he played tight end like twice. I'm dead. Also, not retired. So. Frick. Uh, oh, this is really hard. Dude, there's not even any Texans tight ends that don't play now. <sighs> CJ. Colton John. Owen Daniels. Darren Fells. He still plays. They had CJ Federakowitz. Yep. He retired at age 26. Yeah, I'm taking him because I know (laughs) I had him on my fantasy team once. You should have got Owen Daniels. Fine, I'll go Owen Daniels. All right, so this was the worst one I think we've ever done. This was hard. Yeah, especially since teams keep getting eliminated. No, I like that. That's really fun. Dang, who's up for round two? Uh, next week. So, the teams are Jacob's team. His quarterback. We still had 10, we still had 10 left. Teams? We did not have. Now, this is the funny part. The high-powered Browns. You had Jim Brown, a bunch of players there. The 49ers, Jerry Rice. <laughs> you had Jim Brown. That was it for yeah. the Browns. 49ers, you're missing Jerry Rice, a bunch of quarterbacks. You're missing the Vikings, which is – Basically, some of the greatest wide receivers of all time. The Bills, O.J. Simpson. The Cardinals, Larry Fitz. Just O.J. Simpson played for Buffalo. He's the Colts, you have Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, uh, the combo with Peyton Marvin Manning. Marvin Harrison. The Jags, rip. Uh, the Texans, <laughs> the Titans, who are also the Oilers. You are not going to disrespect Maurice Jones, Drew, like that. The Raiders. Or- Bo Jack. We missed some of the most historic franchises. This sucked. Dude. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. I would say if you got Jacksonville for tight ends, you could have taken uh, the guy who was playing tight end for the Packers right now. You, you know could've. what I'm talking about? Mercedes Lewis. But his old ass is still playing. You could have got uh, Tim Tebow. Yeah, he played tight end. <laughs> yeah. And he's retired. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Jacob's team is Brett Favre at quarterback, mm-hmm. Ray Rice at running back, mm-hmm. Sweetness at running back. Well, one-two combo. The MFing goat, Steve Largent. <laughs> He's automatically one. And Lynn Swan. Oh, that's that's not a that's, bad. That's, that's pretty good receiving core. You court. got the guy hanging by thread, Aaron Hernandez. Then you got Curtis <laughs> Martin as your flex. <laughs> oh no! And then you got Connor's team. <laughs> Man, dark. 
<laughs> I love it. That was pretty good. <laughs> and then you got Joe Theismann, whose leg died. Uh, running back. <laughs> was he the one who suffered? Like yeah. he's, the, he's the one who like got his leg twisted <laughs> off like a turkey leg. <laughs> a turkey leg. Twisted that knuckle. All right, you got Warwick Dunn. You got Ricky Williams, all stoner team. You got Chad Ochocinco. You got Tory Holt. Your receiving core is nasty. And you got Shannon Sharp and Tony Gonzalez as your flex. I'm a if his receivers are fire. Yeah, like if I get on the one Who yard. Who does he have on receivers? Chad Ochocinco, Tory Holt, then Shannon Sharp as his tight end, and Tony Gonzalez as his flex. I personally think I got better receivers than he does. Yeah, but I got better tight ends. Oh, for sure. Well, yours are alive. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't keep doing this. <laughs> All right, and then I got. He's <laughs> hanging by a thread. <laughs> I got. I got Randall Cunningham. (laughs) I got Randall Cunningham. (laughs) I got Barry Sanders, Ladanian Tomlinson. I got Dwayne Bow. Um, I got Steve Smith Sr. My tight ends, Owen Daniels. Sounds like a country singer. And then my flex is It does sound like a country singer. (laughs) My flex is Reggie Bush. So who do we feel like real talk one? I think Connor has the nah, best team. He's got she's got LT and Barry Sanders. Here, let me look at it again. Um, I'll I'll uh, no, I'll be objective. My one receiver and tight end are terrible. Ice I ice up what? Ice up, son. That's what I wrote. That's Steve Smith's like slogan. Oh. I was like, what? Yeah, I would go with Connor's team, probably the best, to be honest with you. Yeah. His tight his tight ends is fire. All right, so we're gonna do uh twenty questions now. So since I beat them twice um with Shohei Otani's terp- interpreter and uh Alan Page last week, um we are letting Connor do it. So me and Avery will be the ones asking the questions, and then Connor will be the one who is um, answering them. So, Connor, are you ready? Yes. Okay. Is it a male? Yes. Okay. Does he play in one of the four major American sports? He did, but he is not known for being a player. Okay. So, yes, he did play, but you're not going to know him as player. I'll give you. I'll give you the one hint. So, just as a clarifying, he's not known for being a player or being a player in that sport. He's not known for being a player, but he did. Okay. Play. But he did. He he did play. I don't want you. Is he an announcer? No. Um, I don't believe he ever became an announcer. No, I don't think so. He's not known for being an announcer. Is he a coach? Yes. That's a good question. Is. Is he a coach for a professional team? Um, are you to clarify? Are you talking about like NFL, NBA, MLB? Not NCAA. He is not known for coaching a professional team. I'll, I will double check, but go as of right now and no. Is he known for coaching a college team? He's checking. <laughs> yes. He did coach a college team. If he's not known for being a college 
coach that much. Is coach in Little League down the street? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he, he's is known. This, he's he was a college coach. I know dad? that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Does he coach football? Bruh. Um, who do you even know who he is? <laughs> he did. He was a he was a coach for the uh for one of the four major. He was told us the team. <laughs> yeah. It does he coach football? No. Both. I was subtract a question because I wasn't sure about the okay. coach so basketball. No. Does he coach baseball? No. Hockey? Yes. Well, no. I couldn't tell screwed. you a college. Who hockey coach? He's famous for other things. Is this the guy who did Mighty Ducks? No, it might be. <laughs> that his, wasn't that his, wasn't a real. It question. Might be the guy who coached the American uh, Miracle on Ice. Oh, that's it. That's it. Yeah, it's, is that him? That's him. The coach of the Miracle on Ice. Do you Ice? have his name? No, but I, oh. I knew that. I I will say that if I told you that if you got Shohei Otani's interpreter, then. I wouldn't have you get his name. Yes, that is correct. <gasps> Let's go! Nice job. Herb Good Brooks. Job. What's his name, Kurt? Herb Brooks. Herb, Herb Brooks. Yeah. Okay. I would have never guessed his name. <laughs> hey, shout out to Herb Brooks. Hey, shout out. So, let's do uh, Lock of the Week. Oh, brother. Uh, I lost again. I knew, I knew once I said hockey, you guys were like, oh, he's going to go Miracle on Ice. We all lost this week in Lock of the Week. Um, so, for anybody who wants to know, um, I thought that I was a shoe-in win for the Titans, minus three over the Saints. They did win, but by two, so that's a heartbreaker for me. Um, I'm pretty sure that Avery to chose the Cardinals, which got mollywopped by the well, Panthers. I thought and then, Kyler was going to play. And, so. and then uh, also, Connor chose the Browns to beat the Patriots also, and got mollywopped. When I picked this, Cam Newton wasn't on the team yet. Facts. So... That's just my luck. Okay. <laughs> that that does suck. All right, Avery, you have the uh you have the worst record, so you get the benefit of choosing first. Mm. I'm gonna go Tennessee. Minus ten over the Texans. You better watch out because they will burn your ass. Yeah. What's the record right now? Uh everybody. I'm losing by two behind you, so okay. I think that I'm now five and five. I'm three and seven. I think this week this no, is week I'm, ten. Oh yeah, I'm three and seven. I'm five and five. You're seven and three. Three. So I can pick the Titans. So I'm going to. Okay. 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 Yeah, I got the Titans minus minus ten over Houston. I feel that we are going to choose the same one. I'm going to be mad about it. Just letting you know. Also, okay. shout out to Titans for uh, having like 40 dudes on IR and still winning and being the first in the AFC. Good coach team. Mike Rabel. Yeah. Dudes out here. Was had a dude in his restroom right during the draft. Or smoking something. cigarettes and running sprints with the team at practice. Dude, what like a, a freaking what a, goat. Yeah, what a legend. Um... Give me. Also, I won that up when I chose that basketball team. I won that pick. What? So you did choose the Boston Celtics or something like that. I chose the oh, Boston, yeah, yeah. Celtics, and they ended up winning by more than whatever. Yeah, Give me know. the Dolphins minus three over the Jets. Um, if I can use the Dolphins, you can. 
Yeah, give me Dolphins minus three over the Jets. It's actually a pretty good one. That's what I was looking at, too. Uh, have I chose the 49ers yet? Who? Versing? Jacksonville. Mm. Please don't mess Who'd this you up, say? 49ers. 49ers? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good line. Yeah, we're starting to get to the point now where it's like you didn't who we can't. We we've already chose ten 49ers teams. Forty Niners are six points favorites over the Jacksonville Jaguars. So you're all, going the Forty Niners cover that spread? Yeah, I think, I think so. these are all pretty safe ones for us. Yeah, and and then we'll still for lose. Me, Titans are going to win by nine. Yeah. All right, so we got to talk about. Um, we're starting to get closer, closer and closer to. Um, College football, um, college football playoffs are going to start beginning, I think, at the end of November. So I think we got about two or three more weeks left. Um, so I think the the standings right now, just for anybody who doesn't know, um, number one is uh, Georgia, number two is Alabama, number three is I believe Oregon, and number four is Ohio State. Cincinnati is number five, number six I believe is Notre Dame. Um, seven, I think, is Michigan. I don't have this in front of me, so I could be slightly off. Um, but I believe that that is kind of the top seven. Um, some notable things to stay, stay on the lookout for. Alabama and Georgia, if both of them make it to the SEC championship, uh, they'll have to verse one another. Also, Ohio State is also going to have to verse Michigan, which both of those are in the top eight. So um, I think that that isn't this week, but go ahead. Georgia won. Alabama two, Cincinnati three, that's, Oregon four, Ohio five. That just came out. Michigan six. Uh, this is as of November thirteenth, twenty twenty one. So they put Cincinnati. In I don't it? think Cincinnati's in it. There's no way they put Cincinnati in. Cincinnati it, are ten and zero. I know, but but Cincinnati right now on CBS as of November fifteenth, it's Georgia one, Cincinnati two, Alabama three, Oregon four, Ohio five, Oklahoma six. But what According to NCAA.com, here's yes, what we got. Is that that's CBS? That was ESPN. This is This NC, is, yeah. is NCAA.com. Yeah. It's got to be the AP poll. Um, this is Georgia one, Alabama two, Oregon three, Ohio State four, okay. Mich- uh, Cincinnati five, Michigan six, Michigan have... State seven, Notre Dame eight, Wake Forest nine, Wake Forest ten. Um, I think that's in a like a power ranking, and this is like the AP poll ranking. Okay. But to be fair, Cincinnati is getting disrespected. I I don't know. It's one of those things where like I think that they're ten and zero. The records. I don't think. I think strength of schedule yeah. matters way more than records do. Um, and especially if like if it was one of those things where Cincinnati was beating people by seventy against like these AAC teams, then maybe yeah. Yeah. they should they would have an argument. I mean they would have an argument, but it's one of those things where like they're not winning super convincingly. Mm-hmm. Like they played against South Florida last week. Um and don't get me wrong, South Florida like they're still a D one team. Um but I think they'd won like one or two games all year. And like don't get me wrong, they didn't win by the skin of their teeth, but they only won by, I think, like 20. Last week, they should have lost to Tulsa, um, which had only won one game. So, it's one of those things where, like... Can we also talk about Auburn being up 28-3 to and then losing? Mm. I mean, oof. That's why I don't like college football. All this weird stuff, like Cincinnati's undefeated, but 
They haven't played like hey, a key, big conference key, team. Key matchup, though. Michigan State versus Ohio State this week. Oh. Seven versus four. Should be interesting. You're going to hope Michigan, your boy wins? Michigan always loses that. No, I'm sorry. Did I say Michigan? Is it Michigan versus Michigan, Michigan State? State versus, Michigan State uh, versus Michigan State versus Ohio State. Michigan State always wins that. Dude, uh, they might. I, I think – so how do we feel about – how do we feel about that? Because it's one of those things where Ohio State – they're number four. Alabama. So, say, for instance, Alabama loses to Georgia again. No. Yeah, they lost to – they lose to Georgia again. But they're beating the filth off of everybody else. Should they be out of the top four and not be able to get their chance back in? Because at this point, they would be a two-loss team instead I, of a one-loss team. I think you you got to worry about SEC favoritism. And I know Alabama's a great team. But I think that, like, you have to do – Respect the schedules. Yeah, but dude, I do know. I do know that the strength of schedule, and you've lost to the best team twice. But like a two-win team making it to the playoffs, where you have two other lose teams, team. a two-lose team making it to the playoffs, where you have potential like one-loss teams, like uh, uh, you know other teams who are potentially undefeated, who is seem to be powerful. Like you don't want like Alabama's great. They've been historic. Nick Saban is one of the greatest coaches of all time. One of the greatest programs of all time, but. You still have to respect the how the rankings run down, and if you lose again, you drop. Like that's just I, how it works. I don't know. I don't think they that. should be personally, because um, you look at all the other teams. Two like, or two. Do you two even losses. look at like eight? Like the top eight are uh, no losses or one loss, um, and so I don't think like you put anybody in that conversation. Um, if Alabama loses again, they I don't win. think that they would have a better resume than Michigan, than Michigan I, State. I don't think that they should – sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, they wouldn't drop out of the top ten, but they drop out of the no, top four. No, for sure. Um, I do think, though, that if Georgia loses, they'll stay in the top four. Oh, I don't even know sure. if they'll stay – this might be a hot take, but if Georgia loses to Alabama in the SEC championship – I don't know if they'll get knocked off a one, like because they've beat Alabama once that they haven't given up. Like not only are they beating teams, but they're beating teams dominantly. They like they've Florida. scored. I think they've scored over thirty points each game since week one, and I think out of their entire twelve weeks or whatever it is, they've given up more than ten points four times. I so like the fact that that Georgia is dominating people. I think that the same way that I felt LSU's offense was just completely unstoppable when they had Joe Burrow and they went on that run, I feel the same way about Georgia's defense now where it's like I don't I I don't know what a what do you what do you do if you're a if you're a college coach and for the love of god you're playing Georgia this year on defense you got to go I got to scheme my offense for this. What are you going to do to stop them? Like they're murdering people out here. Also, I would like to just take it back. Um Alabama lost to Texas A&M, not Georgia. Yeah, so I would say, like to I would play. like to correct that. Did they play? Yet? I don't think jo- they played. Georgia yet. and Alabama have not played yet. The the one loss Alabama has I'm te- is I'm, to Texas I don't A&M. usually watch college games outside of Charlotte when I can on a live stream, which is terrible. But Co- college football is hard for me to get into, I, so I don't really have a merit or any say in any of this because I don't know how it works, and I know that's sad. I, it's I, all right. I think it's just, I think it's more of us. For me, I always grew up watching NFL, so for me, college football was like just where 
the next pro players played. I think if you grew up in a family that watched college, it's like ingrained in you. Yeah. It's like um, the same thing for people who are ingrained with pro. Well, I mean, your dad watched the Steelers. You were probably watching it since birth. I was watching Cordell Stewart, boy. Hey, I tell you what, shout out to US, UTSA, Conference USA. Um, they're kind of getting disrespected, though. Now, obviously, Conference USA, being undefeated in Conference USA, it's very different than Georgia being undefeated. But they're 10-0, and they are ranked 22nd. So, I think that's kind of low since, especially, like, NC State has lost three games now, and they're ranked 20th. So, like, I, I'm i not saying that they should be, like, a lot higher, but, like, if they're undefeated, they're still undefeated. Put some respect on my name. Hey, for real. Now, man, what's probably the greatest, like, story in college football that you can remember? It's probably going to be the upset that Appalachian did. Oh, uh, Appalachian State over Michigan? Yeah. I'm talking about, like, uh, as a season. So, for me, it was oh, Cam. Um, Boise State. Dude, I love Boise State. I don't know whether anybody remembers this, or I, I don't know if I've ever said it on this show, but I wanted to go to Boise State while I was in high school. Because of their field? Because of the field, yeah. It was blue? And, and old Kellen Moore, Kelly Moore, whatever his name is. Kellen Moore? Yeah. He's the OC for the Cowboys. Yeah, and he was the he was the quarterback for Boise State. Uh-huh. He was, like, the all-time leader in passing yards for, like – College football history for a while. When I was a kid, I really liked Notre Dame because their helmets were cool. Mm. And so I liked Brady Quinn. I I know that it's history, but I really don't like this idea that they can just, like, not have a conference. Yeah. Well, like, I think it's kind of, like, lame. Yeah. Like, you can pretty much not be associated with anybody. And, like, you don't have a conference championship that you have to really verse anybody good with. Like, we're going against – Georgia, if they didn't weren't in the conference, they would go un, pretty much waltz in um, to the playoffs. Whereas now they have to maybe go against Alabama, and even is it because they're a private school? It could be. I think it was just the fact that like they were like a private school on top of this, and they're trying being to Catholic. play. Yeah, but apparently, like they have a hard time filling their schedule anyway because teams don't like it to play them. So it's like they're like the only one left, and they're hanging on by a thread. Um, they pretty much only play ACC tournament or teams too because they're the only. That's what they historically they just would join do. the ACC. I mean, they did last year. I think their they, basketball team's in it, but not their football team. I think last year their football team was in it, but I think that was for COVID. Yeah, it's because COVID. But I'm saying, like, I think currently, I think only their basketball team is in a conference. Yeah, which makes no sense. Well, I still think um, the only reason this is kind of funny. I dated somebody who. I dated someone who was a uh, – last thing before we wrap this up, boys. <laughs> um, I dated someone who was a Georgia fan. Her dad played for Georgia, was a walk-on, and like was like a, a lineman or whatever. And um, I, I, when I dated her, she was like, they hate Alabama. Like That's like Georgia and Alabama like absolutely hate I each other. I think a lot of people hate Alabama. Clemson hates Alabama. And, Auburn well, hates Alabama. Alabama's great. So, and it was I funny because – Roll Tide. I didn't – have a do- I didn't funny enough didn't have a dog in the fight for college and her dad was just like choose a school with the best mascot and I was like is there a school that has an elephant for a mascot is there an elephant mascot out there and I've never I've, there's a few times where people will look at you and they shoot you that look of like I'll literally cut your head off that was and that. it was like she looked at me and she was just like Ab- absolutely not like there's no way I was just like wait what school has an elephant now knowing me I did know that Alabama at that time had an elephant mascot I but I was just being like an absolute jerk. I didn't know that for the longest. I was like, they're like 
I was like, they're like Crimson Tide. I was like, oh, they sound like elephants. And I was like, hey, good for them having an elephant for a mascot. That's why he likes athletics. I know. Just that's what Congrats. it is, baby. But shout, shout out, um, just talking about MLB because I got to get my MLB fix in. Um, shout out to the Rays manager for getting manager of the year. Shout out for the Giants uh, manager for getting manager of the year. Um, shout out to Corbin Burns, even though he stole it from, stole it from Zach Wheeler. <laughs> Um, and then shout out. Did they ever say the AL? Robbie one? Ray. Robbie Ray. Yeah, he deserves it. He was like um, first and everything. By the time that you'll hear this next next week, we'll tell you the MVPs. Um, Shohei's got to get it, um, obviously. Um, and then a lot of people right are quick. saying a lot of people are saying that Juan Soto's probably going to get it from the NL. Um, Bryce Harper's still in the conversation. Fernando Tatis still in the conversation, but. A lot of people are saying Juan Soto. Um, I will say that I, at the beginning of the year, my Cy Young and MVP prediction was Juan Soto and Zach Wheeler. Um, I was close to betting $50 on each one of them at the very beginning of the year. So if they would actually want it, I don't know how much money I would have won because that would have been insane. Um, because if I guessed like right person, especially Zach Wheeler, who like was virtually unknown at that point, like, bro. I would have made some cash. We would be going to a steakhouse. For real. Tex Roadhouse. Not Fleming's. We're not that oh, big. Fleming's was crazy. Delicious. Not affordable. All right. End of this podcast. It's been too long. <sighs> it was a good one, though. It was a good one. Well, but guys, we'll we greatly appreciate week. you. We'll see you guys next week. Y'all have a good week.